Welcome back to the Fit CFO Show. I'm your host, Amanda Hanquist, and together with my husband, Sean, we created this podcast as a way to help you reach your business's financial goals. We will break down common financial myths and mistakes in business and share with you the tools and knowledge to take your business to the next level. Our hope is that you'll become financially equipped for success in your business and in turn help our mission to make this world a healthier place. If you get valuable information out of this podcast, we just ask that you please share it with your audience and leave us a review so that we can continue to grow and help health and fitness businesses succeed. We've all been to those workplace meetings where half the time it's shooting the bull and you feel like you've never gotten anything accomplished. Well, in this episode of the Fit CFO Show, I am talking with Tracy Winkler, who is an implementer of the traction-based platform EOS. I sit down and talk with Tracy about how it looks to implement standards in your company. This episode is really going to be geared towards the business owner who is ultimately looking to scale. If this is you, stay tuned. This is the Fit CFO Show. Yeah, let's get to business. I am so excited. First of all, thank you so much for being on the show today, Tracy. Thank you for having me. This is my good friend, Tracy. I've known her for a number of years. We live in the same town. And if we ever can land in the same spot at the same time, we try to do something together. We happen to land in the nail salon together, ironically, at the same time. Well, actually, no, it was a while ago. But I'm like, I've had to get you nailed down for a podcast because we were talking about all of the new things that you were up to. And I'm so excited because I feel like our audience can really learn from you today. So thank you again for being on. You bet. Thanks for having me. You're always doing some great things and helping so many people. So it's fun to, to see what you're doing in your world of health and wellness and fitness. Yeah. You know, it's such a, such a neat, um, opportunity to be able to be involved in the health and fitness industry, but in a different way, you know, in a way that, um, entrepreneurs need our help because, you know, I feel like when you go to college, you're taught all these cool things. You maybe take a business course and that's great. But ultimately until you get in there and roll your sleeves up, you have no idea what you're doing. And, and a lot of times you don't even know what to ask or who to ask it to, especially when it comes to creating systems and processes and managing teams. And until you've experienced it, you're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. You've just nailed it. And as you might know, and the audience might not, um, I did, I came from family business. So I came from a very serial entrepreneur family and I actually was 20 or the third generation in a family business. And it was um, great learning experience through the years. And I also owned several of my own. After leaving the family business, I went into medical weight loss. So I was that overweight, heavy set little girl. So I had a passion to help people. You and so beautiful. you have a beautiful story. I love your story. And I think that's how we initially even connected and we did. And so owning, so I went into owning my own and then I went on to work with um, a company where I actually was help with business development. And I actually rolled out the program we had into medical offices and medical practices. And what I did was essentially help them grow their business. Yeah. So a business is a business is a business. Yeah. So what you're doing, even though you're in the health and wellness, 
I was the same. I was helping them grow that part of their business. And it all went back to the roots of everything I've been doing for life. And it's evolved over time. And I've brought in more marketing strategy and I've been doing, I was doing a lot of fractional um, CMO work. And as well as now I'm a professional EOS implementer. You might not even know what that is, but it's another way of helping companies. But yeah, we're, and we're going to get into all of that today because I just love how you, first of all, grew up with a really cool entrepreneurial background family, which you know, a lot of entrepreneurs don't have that opportunity, but you have so many cool and unique things in your background that allowed you to learn and be in it for so long. And then when you went out on your own, like you wore so many different hats, which is basically what an entrepreneur is. Like we got it. We got to try on all the hats. Yes. And they all don't fit whether we're good at them or not. (laughs) Right. Right. And we go into business thinking this is the dream and it really ends up being draining. If you try to wear all those hats. Yeah. One of my favorite books, and I'm sure you've read it. Um, it's probably on my bookshelf behind me, but it's the e-myth book, but it, it talks about that exact thing, how, I'm going to use the pie maker example. Like she loves to bake pies. She just is so passionate about sharing her love through her food. Like that's her art. Right. And she shares it with people and it makes her happy to see people enjoying something that she made. So she decides to start this business and then she realizes, man, this sucks. I hate this. I don't ever want to bake another pie in my whole life all because the business just ate her up. Right. And so what I really want to get into today is just that so many people get into the health and fitness space and you're a prime example of getting into the health and fitness space because you purely wanted to help people. I mean, you experienced something amazing with your own journey. Why not help other people experience that? But what is it that you, upon going through that journey, realized, um, was kind of sucking you down or I guess making business really difficult? Well, that's a great question. And, you know, there's kind of different areas. There's about five different things that entrepreneurs discuss. Lack of control, Mm -hmm. right? And that can be time. That can be, you know, many things that, that you consider lack of control. And then there's people. So there's people issues that we're always dealing with, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then there's profit. Are we making a profit? Are we not? Yeah. yeah. You guys talk about that a lot, right? Yep. Um, the ceiling. And you've heard of this too before, hitting the ceiling. Yep. So constantly running against that within yourself or your organization. And then the other is nothing's working. So those are kind of the main things that most of the people probably and most entrepreneurs are kind of dealing with. I you feel know, like there are a lot of people out there shaking their heads like, oh my gosh, yes on every single one of those things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so those are kind of the the key things and I experienced them all. And from family business when we were in the family business and then taking it on my own and owning and operating. I've had six different businesses. Yeah. Some good, 
some great and some were just an epic, you know what? <laughs> and I, but I love that because I feel like not everyone is willing to say that I had a business and it, and it wasn't a success. Right. And, and I think it's so like, we can't help others if we don't share the failures too. Yeah. And you know, most of my growth came from those failures yeah, and it's absolutely. time to pivot and being able to be adaptable and pivot quickly and mm-hmm. pick yourself up and being open, honest, and vulnerable. I love that. that. Is the pivot key quickly. Thing. Yes. Yes. Pivot quickly, being open, honest, and vulnerable, because the only way you can really learn is to take that deeper dive and go, okay, you know what? I, this didn't work. And so throughout my journey, I found the book Traction. Yeah. And have you heard of the book Traction? Yep. Oh yeah. I've read it. Yeah. So I kept handing well, that to my clients. Okay. I, I'm an audiobook. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I like need to always preface that I, I, I read it, but I listened to it. <laughs> so I'm an audible girl. Uh-huh. So most of my books come from audible. Yep. Now I have books behind me and I have some, but audible. Yes. Like all those books I have physically read. However, that was a past life and now I read while I run and Um, but there are some books that I was like, oh, I wish I had a highlighter and a marker and could just mark this thing up and and tab it up. And that definitely would have been the book traction for sure. Well, this is another one. This is one out of our library called process. And so this is really taking the process down. Look at there. I love the tabs. I love the nerdy tabs. That is so my thing. (laughs) I'm totally a nerd. Just, just stating. You know, I, I was that total person. So yeah. Um, yeah. So basically learning from my mistakes and cause I've done every one of them. Oh yeah. So have I, and you know, I think it's when you can kind of let that ego down and say, you know what? I didn't do so well at that because of this. And so that's what I need to learn or hire out. Right. And so I think when we that's can, true. when we can really figure that out, that's where we can start to scale. And that's kind of where I wanted to, I guess, bring awareness that this podcast today is for those entrepreneurs. Anybody can listen to this, but it's really geared for those people that are wanting to scale their business. Because if you are a solopreneur and you are just like, I love where I'm at. I don't want a whole team to manage. I, you know, I want to uh, have things the way they are that's totally great. That type of business is out there and needed and, and wonderful too. But this is really for those who want to build teams and implement systems and processes so that they can have the ability to scale without hitting that, that fictitious ceiling. Yep. Yep. That's a hundred percent. It's not being part of the status quo. And as you said, it's, everybody has a choice and what they want, but those that want to elevate and want to do things differently, they have that option and, you know, they can take the leap and by putting in systems that we can talk about, that's going to save them time, having the right people in the right seats, having vision, having traction and making a healthy, cohesive team. I love that. And so my question for you initially is, let's say that, that, I'm an entrepreneur who, and we work with health and fitness entrepreneurs, but I am a health and fitness entrepreneur and I am feeling like I am 
busting at the seams. Like I have got to hire help, but I don't have the systems. I don't have the processes necessarily laid out. What happens first? Do I need to build out systems and processes first, or do I need to hire first? Well, first of all, I will tell you, most people would consider hiring first. Does that sound correct to you? Absolutely. Or what do you hear? Like, okay. Absolutely. And then I feel my, my um, thought is that when you hire prior to having your own system and model and process, you tend to have reach a bottleneck because you don't have, so here's, here's what I see happens a lot. So you have your marketing is going strong. Your funnel is full. You have leads coming in now, like everything is great, but you have fulfillment. And in order to keep all those balls spinning in the air, you have to hire help. Okay. But you mm -hmm. hire this help and now you have to train that help. But, but now your marketing is kind of going down. Right. And so now mm -hmm. your funnel isn't as full. And now that fulfillment isn't as high. Now you have this extra help that you didn't really need anymore. And so that's what we see oftentimes happening in this business. And that is yes. what I call a bottleneck. And that is what I want to really help people get through today. Okay, perfect. And, you know, it, it happens often with solopreneurs, especially the control mm -hmm. and letting go of control. And so that we go back to in the book, traction and through the EOS process, we have 20 different tools. That's it. And it's simple and easy, but one of them is the people component and that's right people, right seats. Mm -hmm. So in the hiring, we have what we call an accountability chart. Now okay. the accountability chart, you take the, I'm going to just give you a fast, you know, ex explanation of this. So we know an org chart, right? Yeah. I've heard of that. So the accountability chart is kind of take the org chart out, but it's kind of has that same hierarchy. And there's usually a visionary, what we call visionary. The yep. one with all the ideas, the big, the big idea person. And then there's an integrator. Now yeah. we're talking to solopreneurs that are usually maybe one person, right? So they're wearing, as you said, multiple hats. Plus you have your, like your sales and marketing, you have your operations, you have your finance, IT, all those different, you know, areas of the business that make up the accountability chart. Mm -hmm. So you have to figure out what works for your company, even if you're one person. Because right now it might be you're wearing all those hats. Yeah. So if it's, you know, some of the audience here, they might be the visionary, the integrator, you know, the one running the business. Yep. They're in charge of sales and marketing. Yep. They're in charge of ops. I know what it's They're like to be all of those people. <laughs> They're in charge of finance, IT, you name it. Now, even if you're a solopreneur and you just touched on this with hiring, now is hiring and outsourcing to a service? You know, so, let, okay, yeah. so let's talk finance. So I'm a solopreneur and I'm going to work with the FIT CFO and I'm going to outsource my CPA services. I'm going to outsource, you know, anything advisory in, you know, everything finance. Yeah. And so they're, they're the arm. So then in that accountability chart, let's say it's FIT CFO that fits right in there. And mm -hmm. that's your, the arm there. So you've outsourced. So it, it does become what kind of employee do you need? There's exercises that we have you do. It's called, that's one of our tools called delegate and elevate. So it's delegate to elevate and really getting rid of those things that 
really don't serve you. You know, you may be. Yeah, I love that. Good at them. Is there a question? Okay, I seem to remember because it's been a little while since I've read uh, read the book Attraction. But isn't yeah. there a question in there that says, um, "Oh, I'm going to get it wrong, but maybe you can put me on the right track here." If, if it's if it's not, if I can't uh, delegate it, if I can't, um, if I can't own it and I can't delegate it, it's just off the list or something like so it's something along yeah. those lines. Yes. And I don't have the exact, and I wish I would have had the exact actual, um, quote from that, you know, yeah, to, but I just kind of threw it at you just now, but maybe I'll find it before and put it in the show notes. But I love that quote because it has helped me so many times that, if, if it's something like I should not be handling, but I can't delegate it to somebody else, then it's just like literally checked off the list and then you move on or something like that. Yes. And, you know, and I'm happy to give, there's just a worksheet that I can oh, give to you. To I think that would be out fantastic. To your listeners. Well, I can just link because it in our show it. notes for them. Yes. And so yeah. it's, it's spectacular because it's actually something in your personal life too. So personal, mm. professional, you know, if it's that. something... Yeah. And so once you can go through that delegate and elevate, it will help you identify what you need out of that person. And, you know, then you have to have your core values for your company. So you go back to some of the marketing piece of it, knowing your core values, yeah. grow or die, you know, one well, of ours. And I think what, I think what that would help with too, is some of the unnecessary messiness that you tend to get into. If you have so your core values down. Oh, yes. So meaning for hiring or just in your, yeah, well, or even fulfillment. So for example, um, we work with health and fitness entrepreneurs, but yep. we have somebody that owns a hair salon that wants us to do their accounting for them. Well, yep. there's probably different KPIs. They probably have different needs. Their tools are different. We don't know anything about that industry. So we would be doing our business a complete disservice and that client a disservice by taking them on. Yes. So that's your ideal target market. Mm -hmm. So going down, and I used to do a lot more strategy with, and I still do with clients taking them down, taking the marketing side of it a lot deeper, but that's your ideal clients, who you serve, who you work for, the core values are who you are. And, yeah. what, and what makes you different, uniquely different than anybody else? Because usually, and you can have anywhere from three to seven, usually you're going to have, like, if you have 10 different companies similar to you, you're going to have one or two similar, then it's going to narrow down and you might have two of them similar, but the last one that what is going to make you completely different from everybody else. And that's how you're hiring and, you know, everything is built around your core values and your core focus or your sweet spot in the business, because you have to stay true to that. And if, when you're hiring, yeah. like, cause we were talking people yeah. yeah, when you're hiring, they need to match those core abilities as well as knowing what you're going to delegate, what they're responsible for. And if time was an issue, a lot of times, and you were saying that with fulfillment and things, you have to plan for training because training mm -hmm. is going to take you, let's say you know, spending 10 hours is really to get an hour of work. So you're yeah. investing in that person. And what happens is most often the entrepreneur is too busy, but if we don't properly train them and give them the ability to, well, number one, know our vision and communicate it well, they fit the vision and 
we allow them to have that open, honest conversation, they're not going to be able to grow with us. So if we don't properly prepare with that delegate and elevate and, you know, especially the solopreneurs, this is really to all those solopreneurs, you know, maybe you start out with a virtual assistant, you know, and try before you buy, you know, and and one thing that I see a lot of, especially in this space is a lot of, and I, and I love that you, you pointed that out that you have to leave time for training because if you're just like, ah, I need help. And you're, you're hiring out of strict panic. That is not the right time to hire because you're not going to give them the best of you. And when you aren't giving them the best of you, how can you expect them to be able to be a good performer for your company? Absolutely. But what we see a lot of, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say what we see a lot of is we see a lot of people or business owners that end up hiring what I like to call other doctors instead of nurses. Does that make sense? So instead of hiring like an, an executive assistant of some kind to help them with all of the servicey stuff or this, the, the 15, $20 an hour work, they're hiring yeah. other coaches to help with fulfillment, to do essentially what they do. And I feel like that in my opinion, a lot of times that's the wrong hire because you don't, you don't go to your doctor's office and expect to work with another doctor. Sure. The nurse might come in and, and take your blood pressure and do all the other things and take the notes and et cetera, et cetera. But you expect to work with your doctor, right? And so why hire another one of you when you're the one they're coming to? So I'm guilty of that in the past life or someone similar to me. Yeah. So, uh, and hiring someone similar to me was a serial entrepreneur. And then they left Sure. because they're like, Oh, this is great. I want to go do this. Or they weren't detailed <laughs> or they That's weren't. Funny. So I'm big on assessments. Like I'm certified in disc and some others. And with um, EOS, we use Colby. Okay. Colby is based on behaviors. And is this a, a hiring assessment? And there is hiring assessments as well, but it's purely on behavior. behavior so, so it will actually give, and I'll give you the, just the, with Colby, it has the first one, it talks about his fact finder. So like you can, and I'm showing this to you so you can, the others can't see it, but fact finder is someone who's like on Google searching something. So if you're like, you know, ask a question, they're like going to dig in and look for it, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and well, I'm a fact finder. Mm-hmm. I'm also, my follow through is very low. Okay. So I, I will follow through. That doesn't mean I won't follow through, but it's like, that you, might, you might be up to the deadline. Like if I gave you a deadline of February yes. 14th, it'll be February 13th and a half. <laughs> yes. And I'm sitting at That's my desk. Creeping. <laughs> so I have to hire someone that number one, they have to be a fact finder because else oh, I'll I fact find over them. I'll fact find over them. If not yep. follow through has to be down deeper because I need them to be able to be detailed and love to follow through. Now there's quick start here. So I'm a high quick start. That's your, I, I'll jump, but I can be bipolar because sometimes I'm going to be a fact finder and I need to check things. So if I'm not sure, but this is your risk takers. Okay. So I'm a risk taker. Um, now if I would hire someone, I want someone mediocre because if I hire someone up here, they're not going to start things with 
like on their own. They're going to wait for Tracy. And so Tra that doesn't work for Tracy. Tracy wants innovation and people to grow and come to her, but yet not just because if they're too low, they're going to wait for me, you know, mm -hmm. or I have to give permission. And I, so that's I really key for me. That. And this up here is like, the, it's called the implementer. So this is someone with me and I keep it that way. This is someone in their head. So I can see ideas and come to the table and just connect. The lower it is, is like your engineers. It's people that work with their analytical. hands. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, not necessarily analytical. They're analytical, but they're, their hands. So they like to build things. They like, gotcha. for me, it's in my head. Okay. So there's a combination. So those are important just for me to know what their behavior, because this is when they're stressed, you this want is how they're going to act. You want their, you want your weaknesses to be matched with strengths in your opposite area. Correct. Yeah. Especially I love that. And how, and how often do you see that we often just hire maybe because they interviewed well, and we didn't maybe necessarily do the digging to see, are they a match for our culture, our values, what we're actually seeking in our environment and how detrimental so, can that be for your mission? It, it absolutely can. And I've had this conversation over and over again with different owners, different, you know, leaders within companies. I've done it myself. And so I'm a solopreneur. Um, I have my first full-time coming, um, for me, that's a full-time, not virtual or contracted starting in June. And so just went through all this process as well. But even with a, the virtual assistants and the teams I've worked with, mm -hmm. they looked good on paper, they interviewed well, but then I'm like, okay, I need them. I need them to take this test. And even they came back going, oh, I'm surprised they're not better with follow-through because they did this job. Well, they might've done performed okay. at their best though, during that initial time period. Right. And so that could stress them also because there's different other assessments that it can show what they are like and what performing in their job is like. And they can be, if they're not like really on the same line, they're going to be stressed. And so my thing is I want, you want people that are going to be opposite of you or work your strengths or work their strengths, your weaknesses, uh, compatible, share your core values. Everything that you believe in and your mission yeah. with your company, because if they don't, it's just like a relationship. If core values in a relationship are not the same, and like raising children or, you know, whatever beliefs you're going to, you're going to, at one point, you're going to collide. Yeah. And so if this person doesn't believe in everything you're doing and, and for the solopreneur, you want someone who really wants to, they don't want to go absolutely go open their own business, but they right. want to support you and be part of something big. I mean, it sounds cool in theory, if you inspire somebody that much, however, <laughs> well, there's the, however, and there are unicorns out there, but yeah. it is just really doing, you have to do your homework first before you just, yeah. you know, and Basically, have what you're going to be you... delegating. Sure. But yeah, and expectation. You... Yeah. Oh, and I agree. Expectations, expectations are huge. So let's say that we have found the best fit for our company. Yep. We're ready to make that move. Um, let's go back to like the systems and processes. Um, but let's go back to systems processes in your business. 
Mm -hmm. once you've hired that person, do you feel like it's important to already have that laid out or do you ever hire somebody to help you create those? You covered two different, two different important things. So yes, you can hire people to help with the processes and you can, for mine, before I hired, I had all my processes prepared. So I was able to know, and processes don't have to be a 400 page SOP manual. They can just be a few short pages. Terrifying. So I'm glad that you, so I'm glad that you made that point. It doesn't have to be some crazy elaborate employee handbook or something. One to two pages. It's really so it, every person, depending on your size in your organization is saying and doing the same thing every day, all the time, answering the same questions, you know, and so anything that you need them to do every day. So that's why all these steps that you need to do to delegate, to elevate, know what you want to put out there and know what each department needs to do. So even if it's like, like you're hiring an assistant and that assistant or the practice manager that's running your practice has to send off everything to fit CFO. Okay. We're going to use you as an example. Sure. Yeah. And so we're going to get that. They need all the steps that they need to do and when they need to send it out and how that works. Just not, you know, two pages, just this day we do this, this day we do this. This is how we do it. This is who we talk to everything clear. So it's every time. So yeah, that takes the business owner some time. So if it's something that is like the visionary, that's like, not follow through person going, oh my gosh, how can I do this? You could create, you could hire someone virtually to actually help with this. Mm-hmm. You can do loom video. You can voice record it. If it's something like, oh my gosh, I can't type this out. Well, if it's in your head, we got to get it out of your head because yeah. else you're trapped in your business. Okay. So whatever, you. whatever the best way for you to get that out, some people journal, some people will type it out. Some people are best on doing, like you said, a loom recording, just get it from your head on to some format that you can send off. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And because if you hire someone and you don't know what they're going to be doing, number one, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to be anxious because you're not working on things you should, because you did not properly set them up for success. They don't know what they're doing. Um, they're spinning around, you know, trying to figure it out. So again, the delegate and elevate exercises, really knowing what you need that person to do first, and then start with simple processes and granted they can evolve. Everything evolves, but at least if you get the core message of what you want from that, I think that would be very, you know, beneficial. I think you bring up a really good point there because I, I feel like So number one, I feel like the industry that we're in is exceptionally filled with visionaries and, and which is amazing, right? Because a lot of times they're the most passionate, they're the most like mission driven type of people. Um, But we've got to have the quote unquote boring implementers too. And there's some unicorns out there that tend to be both, right? I uh, I tend to be one of those both people, but then I am not very detail oriented, <laughs> which can get me in trouble sometimes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm more of a visionary myself, mm-hmm. but there's a test you can take and they call it visionary and integrator. I actually was a unicorn in some of mine, higher visionary, but I think for all the years, especially uh-huh. working for the family business, I was uh-huh. forced to be an integrator. Yeah. So, but so I'm you're a, more- you're so a- that, forced integrator, but 
by nature, probably a visionary. Absolutely. And so solopreneurs, we've have to do both. Yeah. Now when hiring though, so you think about it, you got Walt Disney and Roy Disney. Yeah. Walt, that's his name's all Visionary. over. Yep. But Roy, they would have not had Walt Disney the way Walt Disney is. A lot of people Roy. probably never even heard of Roy, even now. They're the glue that gets the company to stick together and they make everything. They have the hard conversations. They do all the big stuff. The integrator, they're the ones that are actually just making the business run. So sometimes you have an integrator running a business that needs the visionary. So you can hire oh, a visionary. Sure. Yeah. You've got someone but that's most really often, good at, at doing things and putting things into motion, but big ideas and getting ideas, it out there is not their forte. But so when you have a visionary, let's say, and you, they come into meetings because meetings is a whole nother thing and that's different, you know, different talk for today, but a visionary, I like to say they're like um, a flock of seagulls. So they come in, especially if there's a meeting or ideas and they have like, they, they're just like that flock of seagulls that kind of shits ideas all over the place. <laughs> in the room are I was excited going, oh. to hear where you were going with this. <laughs> and everybody like, in the room oh. is like, what in the world? <laughs> So I used to be that intimidating factor because, you know, you think it's fun and ideas are coming to you, but people in your organization or even think your past world before you came into what you're owning now. And they're like, if you're that visionary, it's like, they're, you know, they're not one more thing. So we, uh, with EOS, we implement what's called the rocks, which are living in a 90 day world. And I heard uh, one of your podcasts and it was talking about quarterly planning so it's the same thing. You've got okay. to have quarterly cool. rocks. We're on to something then. <laughs> yes. And so your quarterly planning, the same thing. Rocks are the same. An organization, and we'll, I'll, I'll relate it to um, entrepreneurs and serial entrepreneurs, or excuse me, um, solopreneurs versus like companies. Which are probably so, serial entrepreneurs too. <laughs> they, I'm guessing they are because most of them probably have done like a million different <laughs> great things. Right. And so they will have three to seven for the organization rocks. Okay. So rocks are really, they're not the tasks that you're doing every day, but they're the, the, the goals that you have sure. for the next quarter. So three to seven for an organization and three to seven per person that goes on all the way down in your organization. Do you remember reading that in traction at all? Yep. Yep. Okay. So same thing. We're working in a 90 day world, three to seven is the max. You can't really change them either because that's that visionary. Like, well, we set the rocks, but the next week, Oh, I kind of want to change that. If you set them, you set them. Oh, uh, the I, I feel like that is probably the biggest hindrance that we see. Right, and, and this too goes back to um, health and fitness goals. I mean, just, just like for setting health and fitness goals for your clients, that client has tried over and over and over to set their own rocks and they keep changing it. And that's why they're coming to you. So you can hold them accountable to their rocks. So they don't keep changing. Absolutely. That's what I do as an implementer, because now granted companies can self-implement so they can read traction and they can self-implement. So solopreneurs can do this. They're not my ideal target. Mine are companies. They're privately held but from 10 to 250 employees, Mm -hmm. but you can still implement this. I implement it in my own practice and I have my, you know, everything set up that way. So when we talked about rocks again, 
and having those goals and correlating to accountability and weight loss to fitness goals. Cause I came from the weight loss industry. Yeah. Everybody's looking for a new diet. Everybody's yep. looking for the new best thing. Just like EOS, what we do, everything's simple and easy. Mm-hmm. Now, is it easy to do it? No. When you want fitness goals, it's consistent things that you do day in, day out. Simple doesn't mean easy. It just means that it's simple. It's not a hundred thousand steps with totally racking my brain on how to even do this. It's simple, but it's day in, day out, monotonous and boring. And that's not easy. It's not easy. And you see the companies that do the best and grow the most as well as the people that have success in health and in their health journey, in their wellness journey, in their weight loss to fitness journey. Those are the ones that are consistent day in, day out, and they have a proven process. You fall off the proven process. And that's what we want for your business. What is your proven process? So is it a pro, you know, how do you take clients through your company as well? So that's one other area. And this is, Exactly why we talk about, and this is a totally different episode. We're going to have to have a part two, I feel like, because we're literally almost like up on our time already. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I could just keep talking for a few more hours. (laughs) But we talk a lot about what, who are you looking to hire? Are you looking to hire somebody that will uh, implement? And this is, this is referring to helping coaches out with fulfillment, So if you're a health and fitness coach, you need help with all the clients that you have coming in because you can't keep up with all the leads. So you need help with implementation. Who do you hire? Do you hire a a contractor, an independent contractor, or do you hire a W2 employee? And my thought process on this is if you hire a, a, an independent contractor, you can't necessarily tell them exactly how to do their job right? Uh, but if you hire a W2 employee, you can have them implement your specific system and process and way of doing it. And so those are two things to consider next time in the hiring process as well. You, yes. And I've, I've done both over my career of hiring both. So mm-hmm. when I mentioned that I have um, someone starting full-time in June, yeah, it is a W2 salaried employee. Yeah. That so that you can out. control the, the way that they are implementing. Absolutely. Because I've been a 1099 contractor for years mm-hmm. and yes, there's, so from the sake of, let's say there's a CRM and I'm even doing sales or biz dev for someone, they can't make me put it in their system. Sure. Yeah. Some, some will, you know, some, you know, and so it really has to come down to your financials. Mm -hmm. You know, working with your fit CFO team to figure out kind of where you are or get, you know, some kind of making sure that you have what, what you need. You could start as a contract position if it's like a test run. Sure. Right. Yeah. That way you're not married to it. Right. Especially if this is something new that you're like, okay, I, you know, even if you're not new to running a business, but yet let's say with this journey, this is like your first big hire, you know, and cause that's a big step. It's like, yeah. you can date before you get married. Yeah. Yeah. Now it depends if the talent wants that. Now, if it's, if you're, there's certain people that want full-time certain yeah. people want that stability. 
only you can decide that, but they're both have different benefits, you know? So it's really about knowing what you need and what you want, where you're working. Is it hybrid? Is it, you know, remote? Is it, do you want the same town? Does, do you care if they're across the country or, you know, there's a lot of variables that we can't just answer like, what Boom. do you think I this should do? For you. Like right. Amanda, what yeah. should I, you know, when they call, what, who should we hire? Okay. We need to unpack this, Yeah, you know, yeah. and go it's, through a whole journey. A lot of times it's, well, it depends. It does. Everything depends, but you still want to have them have your core values. So knowing their core values, knowing exactly what you expect of them and making sure that they fit. Like I showed you the Colby assessment and, you know, that they are, going to demonstrate things that you're not as good at and really share the mission that you're on. I love that. Everything always comes full circle back to your mission, back to your core values. So of anything that I would love for you guys to get out of this podcast and Tracy keeps hitting at home is if you haven't yet take some time and it might take a little bit of thought in a, in a process. However, what are your core values? What does it seem to always go back to time and time again? A lot of times it's why you even got into this in the first place. Cause sometimes when we get busy in the messy middle, we can forget that, but think back, what got you into this in, in the first place? And that will most likely be the starting point of your core values. Absolutely. It's, it's all about your why. And that's kind of the, where's your sweet spot. And I would like to offer, I will give you, I will share the delegate and elevate exercise. And if any of your listeners would like a copy of traction, I will personally send them on your behalf um, as a gift from you to anybody that's interested. And I will send them the book. I just would need all of their information because it will help them um, and things that they can utilize as they're growing and planning because they will grow. And you know, they, it's going to be just a, it's a great gift to give. And then they can pass along to anybody that they would like to as well. Oh, I love that. That is an incredible offer. Thank you so much, Tracy. I, I appreciate your time today. I know you're busy. It was hard to nail, nail this time down, but I'm so glad we did it. And we're going to have to have a part two because this is just filled with so much good information. I can't wait to get this out to everybody. And I'll be sure to put all the links of everything in our show notes so that they have that there. But um, thanks again, Tracy, for being on today. Oh, thank you for having me. If you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications so that you don't miss a beat. We'd love it if you'd share this podcast, your Instagram story, your Facebook page, or any of your other social media platforms so that we can help other health and fitness entrepreneurs out there succeed in business. We so appreciate you listening in and until next time, keep your goals high, but keep each step attainable.